0: ancient civilizations, alien contact, the new psychedelic revolution, cryptocurrency and other disruptive and distributed technologies, and much more. This is Future Sense.
1: Look, something wonderful happened in the last couple of days. Um, A a book called The Change Code has just been published by Monica Bourgeois. Mm. Uh, from portland oregon and it is a wonderful up-to-date summary of claire graves's work which of course underpins much that we talk about here on future sense and uh it was my great pleasure to write the foreword for this book and um monica contacted me earlier in the year and i i got to uh review the draft and um make some small inputs there and it's look it's a really really good book Uh, it it was planned to be released early next year but uh, the the release was brought forward and it's now available on amazon and and I think Barnes and Noble as well. Mm.
0: So we'll, we'll have, you will have, we will have some copies. We
1: will have some copies, we might give a few copies, we'll away, give a few copies away when, when they arrive. The,
0: they arrive fairly shortly because yeah. they're coming from the States. They're in the mail at the moment. Yeah. 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 Um, just reading from uh, from the Ford, part of the forty. the Change Code provides a unique look into humanity's master code. It provides a practical application for Graves's theory in reducing polarisation and managing today's complex and turbulent times. Yeah, very good. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't have come at a better time. Um, I might actually
1: read the, the forward that I wrote for the book. Okay, uh, sounds good. Yeah, let, let me do that. It's only
0: 150 pages. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can have a couple of ads in between, that's okay. <laughs> ads, we don't do ads. We don't do ads, we do sponsorships, completely different uh, thing altogether. Of, of, of course, exactly. Yes. It's, it's
1: all in the terminology. You'll be chastised later, you'll be put on the rack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave that and, <laughs> and move on. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this is the forward that I wrote for, her, for Monica's book. Melbourne, Australia is famous for its cultural diversity and excellent coffee, a perfect blend for long conversations with interesting people. I moved there in 2003 and during one of those long conversations, a jovial Scotsman named Ron Laurie, g'day Ron if you're listening, introduced me to the work of Dr. Claire W. Graves. Ron and I both worked in organisational development and we shared a deep interest in human nature and the mysteries of life. And his suggestion, I picked up a book called Spiral Dynamics, Mastering Values, Leadership and Change that explained human development according to Graves' extensive research. Reading that book changed my life, and it did indeed. As fate would have it, Graves passed away in 1986 before releasing his full research findings. The Spiral Dynamics book was published 10 years later by Dr. Don Beck and Christopher Cowan as a novice's guide for the corporate leadership market. Both Beck and Cowan had worked closely with Graves. Uh, Beck from soon after meeting him in 1975, and Cowan from 1981. It was many years later, though, before his entire work on human biopsychosocial systems. Uh, let me let me just uh, that again. It was hard work. Uh, it was many years later, though, before his entire work on human biopsychosocial systems and their development became publicly available. The book Graves had been working on, the Never Ending Quest, was finally published by Cowan and Todorovic in 2005. Graves was a man well ahead of his time, and as is often the case, the world needed to catch up before his work could be appreciated, and that's, that's very, very true. In 2003, I, when I read this book, I was on the verge of a breakdown from post-traumatic stress, the result of my war service in Africa and subsequent work as a civilian rescue helicopter pilot. As I navigated that breakdown and breakthrough, somehow I made sense of it with Graves' map of transformational change. In the midst of it all, his work helped me see this was a process rather than a dead end, which made a huge difference. After time in hospital and seven months off work, I slowly got back on my feet with a completely new perspective on life, just as his model predicted. That was some validation process. I was seeing the world through new eyes and had found an operator's manual for the human experience. I had the pleasure of meeting Graves' student and colleague, Don Beck, and attending a basic spiral dynamics integral training course he ran on the Gold Coast in 2005. The following year, I flew to Beck's home state of Texas for the annual SDI conference and some further training. My instructor there was Christopher Cook, a highly experienced British change professional who'd trained people alongside Beck for a decade. Thanks to support from both Beck and Cook, in 2008 I hosted a train the trainer course at my office in Melbourne and then began teaching SDI in the corporate sector. According to Graves, human development follows an emergent cyclical pattern of change through sequential value systems arising from the interaction between our life conditions and the adaptive nature of our consciousness. As our environmental challenges become more complex, our consciousness adapts and our coping capacity expands accordingly. History shows the evolution of our species has followed this same pattern, driven by increasing complexity. Given our present-day challenges, this is a very reassuring message. Back in 1974, Claire Graves published an article in the Futurist magazine uh, titled, Human Nature Prepares for a Momentous Leap. In it, he introduced his model and described an unprecedented leap forward in human coping capacity, exhibited by a small percentage of his research subjects. These few people displayed extraordinary capacities, placing them well ahead of their peers in mainstream society at the time. Graves said these subjects solved problems not only more rapidly, but they also found more answers than all the others added together. Relative to the others, the rapidity with which these subjects could change their point of reference was almost unbelievable. These pathfinders were living examples of the values, ethics and extraordinary coping capacity of a future society almost as if they'd travelled back in time to visit us. I found this predictive aspect of his model both fascinating and tremendously exciting. It's what led me to become a futurist. Presently, our scientific industrial way of living, the fifth layer of human existence in Graves' model, is clearly in decline, increasingly increasingly challenged by the complexity of a hyper-connected world in flux. Our political, economic, and other systems are no longer coping. Rather than solving problems like they used to, they're creating new problems, including the polarisation of society and the spread of civil unrest. These are symptoms of evolutionary tension. Like a rubber band being pulled backwards on a slingshot, this tension is nature's way of energising us for a momentous leap forward. What's missing for most people is a basic understanding of how this non-linear change process works and what it means for our future. Thankfully that knowledge is right here in your hands. When Monica Bourgeau reached out to me in early 2019, I was delighted to learn about the book she was writing and grateful for the opportunity to make a small contribution. For the first time ever, we have real-time visibility of a global paradigm shift. The revolution of our own consciousness is one vital aspect of this planetary reset. Where previously we've been surprised and swept off our feet by such tsunamis of change, with this knowledge we have the opportunity to read and ride the waves of revolution. There is no better time to learn about the change code and put it into practice. It's my great pleasure to commend this book to you, I trust it will change your life. So that was the foreword that I wrote for yeah. The Change Code, uh, A Practical Guide to Making a Difference in Polarised World, published by Moni Bo- Mon- Monica Bourgeau from uh, Portland, Oregon. And it's just hit the streets, so mm. uh, it's only just gone on sale so in the last few days.
0: Well, apparently one of our uh, dedicated listeners who's really on the cutting edge like most of you, uh, Margaret Watt, long-time presenter here on Bay before, and we'll be back, I'm sure, one day, she said, I got myself a free copy on Kindle, but I'll be buying the book great work, Steve. Very excited to read her take on Graves' great theory. Yeah, thanks for that.
1: Fantastic, mm. yeah. And um, and it was my great pleasure to work with Monica to finalise the book uh, and, and make sure that it represented our most up-to-date understanding of Graves' work, and and so it's therefore quite a valuable uh, piece of work, and I really commend it. Uh, I'm not getting any any benefit from the sales of the book, (laughs) I I might say. It's just my pleasure to uh, to get it out and help get it out there.
0: I'm very excited because you've just given me a PDF of it just before, and I've got a book coming myself, which is thanks to Monica, because she listens to this show, which is fantastic. Yeah,
1: and Monica, if you're listening, we might get you on the show sometime in the near future just to talk about uh, how you came to put the book together.
0: Absolutely. That would be great. One of the things in your forward there, which I think is obvious and interesting, we talk about this all the time, is uh, that the, maybe you can expand a little bit. For the first time ever, we have a real-time visibility of a global paradigm shift, and this is what we talk about on this show, and it's that real-time visibility becoming apparent as if it's some sort of emerging from the fog of history where it can actually see what we're doing more than we ever have been able to do before.
1: We, we do, yeah. And if we go back to the last paradigm shift, that was our change between the agricultural era and the scientific industrial era and the associated values, uh, ways of thinking, ways of behaving uh, from those two eras. And and it was really only in the early stages of that shift that we first navigated around the world so we only, that was only then that we confirmed that the world is in fact round so it's been during the, the scientific industrial era that we have gained global visibility uh, and and now you know instantaneous communications mm. capacity so we can know pretty much instantly what's going on around the world and and uh, monitor it and we have satellite uh, cameras and all that kind of stuff. So this is the first paradigm shift that hu- humanity has ever been through, where we've got that kind of visibility. Mm. Uh, and not only that, we have access to work like graves, which which describes the change dynamic. Mm. So uh, even though it's it's certainly not mainstream knowledge, the the knowledge is there to allow us to understand in in rather deep ways and to participate consciously in supporting the shift itself. I think just
0: after your introduction in in her first part, she talks about a Canadian researcher who has said that uh, Graves' theory um, solves everything, basically. It's the theory of everything. That's
1: that's right, yeah, somewhat contentious claim uh, (laughs) that
0: that has been argued, uh, but
1: uh, (laughs) it's certainly a very, very useful piece of work. There's no doubt about Mm. that. Yeah, uh, Maybe we'll take a break and we'll come back yeah, and just uh, go, go through the, uh, the contents of the book uh, briefly.
0: For all of you out there, strangers in a strange land, you're grokking Future Sense here on Bay FM. It's 10.34 here on Future Sense uh, through till 11 o'clock this morning and coming up there as usual, pregnancy, birth and beyond. And you're with myself, Nick Jeans, and Steve McDonald here on future sense and we've been talking a little bit about the uh, the new book on uh, claire w graves's work which has just been released by monica bourgeois from the states and which was forwarded by a good friend over here steve mcdonough we uh, we heard from him and listening to that there's some fascinating little bits here we're going to just take a little quick look at some of this uh here um i do like uh, and it's interesting uh, with such a, a relatively uh, compact book it's 160 or 70 odd pages um, that she's also, I see, gone to some very practical things. So I think people can look at theories and go, well, it's just a theory, it's just a model, what is it, how does it apply? But there are things that you can actually do with this model, clearly, that you can actions that you can take to move towards uh, being prepared for this momentous leap and being of value in the community, in your community, in the world uh, as, you, as you move forward. So let's have a look at some of those, uh, the seven principles of the Change Code. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want
1: to read through those for us?
0: Yeah. So the first one is commit to being an agent for change. Learn the skills skills, and tools to facilitate change, knowing the change code value systems, understanding complex systems and polarities, and polarity mapping and management. Practice these skills by taking action and honouring the seven principles.
1: Yeah, and the, and Monica is calling uh, Claire Graves' model the change code in this book, so uh, that, that uh, refers to Claire Graves' model and, and also uh, this biodynamics material which is based on Claire Graves' model as well. Yeah, and yeah. A- as we're saying in these times of uncertainty, we need to look for new and different ways for, of making sense of yeah. how the future is unfolding and uh, understanding these basic patterns, understanding how complex systems go through change and uh, the importance of polarities, uh, and uh, and in, indeed, you know, the way that uh, the change process is polarising people as we swap from an older value system to a new value system, and some people are still in the old system, and some people are, yeah. are arriving in the new system at the same time. So, inevitably, there is a polarity de- de- developing there, and it was really uh, the need to address that polarity that I think motivated Monica to to pull this book together.
0: Ah, very good. Yeah. Yeah, that's in, and then point three we'll come to, if she talks, so, expands a little bit on exactly that. But number two in this list, do your inner work first. Understand your own values and triggers so that you can better understand the world. Practice extreme self-care to stay grounded and take care of your energy for the long game. Mm. You must be able to navigate the complexity and triggers of a polarized world without burning out. Live in alignment with your unique purpose and values. What wonderful advice,
1: Mm. indeed.
0: Very good. Number three, um, encourage positive expression of every layer of the change code. This is what uh, Steve was alluding to a little bit before. Agents of change accept different value systems while designing future institutions organizations and opportunities encourage the positive expression of each layer as you engineer the future. This is a tough one, isn't it, I guess? So can you expand a little bit on this? Well, I
1: think first and foremost, we've got to acknowledge that until now, these layers have have been invisible. And really, it's not until you Transition into second tier consciousness or layer seven in Graves' model that you develop this inherent capacity to detect and understand these different layers of consciousness. But prior to that, even if you haven't made that transition with a, a good guide yeah. you know, such as this book, you can uh, intellectually learn about the layers and then start to look from them. And, and that process of learning about the layers and, and starting to take notice of them uh, will in fact speed up Accelerate. your own transition, yes, uh, yeah, yes. Your, own, your own
0: development. That's so certainly true. Yeah, I can testify to that.
1: But it, but essentially, what we're moving to is is we're we're moving beyond a time where human nature has been regarded as a single thing, to the diversification of human nature into mm. at least eight, if not more, yeah. potential uh, versions, and and each one of the layers of consciousness represents a version of human nature, and each one has its own. Framework for making sense of reality, its own motivations, its own biases, its own particular behaviour uh, themes. So, so really, this represents uh, discovering this this model. You know, represents an amazing flowering of our understanding of, of human nature, and in in it, all of its diversity, and also opens up uh, tremendous possibilities in terms of how we make sense of the world, how we make sense of other people's behaviour, and how we interact with other people, uh, factoring in an appreciation of their particular value
0: center. Mm. Yeah. And, and that is part of the key uh, here is um, witnessing, understanding, knowing and helping to encourage that positive expression of each layer In, in and that saying that wherever a person, a human being on this planet actually is in terms of the layers, the paradigm from which they operate from, the value system from which they they emerge from, is that they have a role they have a place where what they do and who they are can have absolute value in a future world. That's an exciting prospect and something probably that many people find a little difficult to, to negotiate given, you know, judgments about people's actions and value systems and how they are. But that's within the structures of the old that people are still operating in that particular way, which immediately causes a polarization as we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great. What's next? Uh, Number four, find common ground and understand who you are trying to help. Learn ways to communicate with others and know what they value. Encourage open communication and dialogue that limits polarization and extremism, which is absolutely necessary for finding workable solutions.
1: Mm. And this is very much in line with the emerging
0: paradigm, which brings this capacity to
1: really stand in someone else's shoes and understand their perspective on the world. Uh, as a you know a unique perspective as everyone's uh, perspective is yeah
0: Yeah. number five we talk about quite often here build resilient community connection and opportunities for communication support individuals and society as a whole working to reduce polarization isolation and loneliness gather groups together to work on solutions to complex problems that are win-win for everyone and that's quite expressive, expressive of layer six in particular, isn't it? That it is, about yeah.
1: That. We're moving from the individual theme of the scientific industrial era back to communal living, a communal way of being human, and so building community, rebuilding community, and uh, bringing people together to work on complex problems is, uh, is the natural theme that's
0: unfolding. Hmm. Yeah. Number six, engage others in something bigger than all of us. When facing complex problems like education and homelessness, Agents for Change establish superordinate goals which are shared by individuals from different groups and inspire collaboration and cooperation to create a new future, create and tell a new story. And I think that's a very... I love the way that she's referring to narrative there. It is really about starting to tell ourselves a completely new story. It is, absolutely. And it's a matter
1: of you know when you're interacting with somebody who has perhaps quite a different value set than yours, it's a matter of being able to take a big enough perspective so that you can find a common goal that that sits over and above, you know, the more immediate contradictions
0: that you might come across. Mm, Yes. And finally, number seven, to develop new systems to solve more complex problems. Agents for Change envision, develop, and implement solutions that allow everyone to move into the next phase of human development. And it has been a phrase we've used before, I think it's Ken Wilbur's phrase initially, is transcend and include.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that in itself reflects the nature of how these value systems grow within us, is each new value system is nested over the top of the old system. So the old systems don't go away, they're still there at the core. Um, but we add extra capacities which gives us uh, the um, ability to address more complex problems. Mm.
0: Claire Graves in uh, the article that you referred to in your Ford in Futurist magazine in 1974 said, the present moment finds our society attempting to negotiate the most difficult, but at the same time the most exciting transition the human race has faced to date. It is not merely a transition to a new level of existence, but the start of a new movement in the symphony of human history. Quite like beautiful, you mm. did we'll take one final break and we'll come back to say goodbye here it's um, 10.43 on Bayford thanks for oh another text thanks for uh, I mentioned Margaret White before because uh, her number ends with a 7-4 as does somebody else who texted in early day ends with a 7-4 so I got you two mixed up so she said no it was not me who bought the book (laughs) it was me who sent a text about Jupiter and of course you do because you're a great astrologer astrologers are all over the current epoch changing outer planetary aspects Jupiter Saturn Pluto triple conjunction yes we've talked about this quite a lot on this show we refer to it often echoes back to 1518 I think we mentioned that last week uh, 500 years ago and before that to 3800 BC very big cycles that we're involved in right now on this planet You're tuned to Future Sense with Nick Jeans and Steve McDonald Engage Emerge Activate and spiral up That's about it for the show this morning. We're just going to wrap up here. Thanks for your texts. Another one just came in. (laughs) Thanks for this one. Uh, We used to look towards God to give us meaning, and when healthy, compassionate wisdom. But so wonderful now that it is in our age of secular atheism that we have spiral dynamics and integral to give us the big picture compassionate wisdom we need for now. Beautiful uh, Beautiful show, guys. Sunday church, please, at Broken Head hall is free on Sundays. I don't know what that means. (laughs) 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 You're not going to get us to a church. We've got our own. Did you know that? And uh, yes, and uh, someone's written about buying the book too. It was actually Ben, a long time listener. Thank you for that, as I've heard every episode, mostly live. Well done. And philosopher he is too, who lives and breathes Graves' work. Yes, we know who you are, Ben. Thank you. The digital book was free on Kindle Unlimited. However, my library needs a physical copy, so I bought one as well. Well, that's great. Well done. Great. We'll have some uh, arriving in the mail sooner. We we might give some away on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, just to remind you, folks, for our uh, podcasts, you can go to futuresense.it, that's our portal, or just to uh, iTunes, the iTunes app regarding that. You'll find Future Sense podcasts around the world. And thanks, as I said earlier, for for uh, listening to us everywhere out there in the world. And say hello anytime. Sweet. A uh, bit of news. Uh,
1: Mitch Schultz, our good friend from Texas, filmmaker and director of DMT, The Spirit <coughs> Molecule, and a few other wonderful uh, documentaries, is back in Australia in early January and... Uh, Mitch is going to um, be working with us on the early stages of development of a Future Sense documentary series, so we're, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll hope to at least uh, punch out a, a few short video clips and a trailer while Mitch is here for those six weeks, and also uh, Mitch and I will be at Rainbow Serpent Festival in Victoria, which is in late January, and... Uh, we are screening From Shock to Or the documentary mm. about psychedelic medicines there, and we're also giving a talk on Future Sense, the Consciousness Revolution. Mm. So maybe we'll see you at Rainbow Serpent if you're going to be there. Mm.
0: Fantastic. i um, leave you with a little quote here from Ram Das, which I think is rather appropriate for today, and I, I do like it very much. He says, Ram, uh, Ram Das used to recommend the practice of seeing people as trees. When you look at a tree, you don't get upset at the way it grew. For you understand that it was just responding to the presence or the absence of light. And in the same way, the kindness or selfishness you think you see in others is really just the presence or absence of light in them. So when someone mistreats you, by all means set a boundary. Just don't take what is happening personally. That person didn't get enough light. And you too didn't get enough light, which is why you are hurting. So give yourself the light you need right now. You don't have to forgive anyone or get over anything. Just don't hold yourself in the darkness of a choice that no longer exists. Good old ram, Dass. Really good. Let's leave it there. Oh, you got something? No, no. Oh, cool. no, that's I was just
1: uh, we, we were just uh, <laughs> wrapping up. I was waving my hands around randomly.
0: <laughs> Thanks, um, Steve. So
1: but we've been talking about uncertainty day, today and uh, and also about the usefulness of some of these things that we use, mm. such as Clear Graves' wonderful model and just big picture perspectives uh, and a bit of patience mm. at this time in history when things are very, very confusing and uh, heading towards chaos. Yeah. But uh, there is a way
0: of navigating through. Mm. Beautiful. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us and uh, stay tuned to BayFM. You've been listening to Future Sense, a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name broadcast on BayFM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Future Sense is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. The future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed.